It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. Ain't it funky now? I'm just going to be grooving just like James Brown in 1971 in Paris. Sorry, I just love that song. It still, it, it speaks to me. Thank you. I th- Welcome to Counterculture. I'm your host, Jonathan Sanborn. We have in studio for part two of a fantastic uh, two-parter, I have Chuck Fitzgerald with me. Welcome, Chuck. Hello, Jonathan. Good to be here. <laughs> Chuck is the sergeant at arms at the Arizona House of Representatives, and uh, we've been having a great conversation. You know, Chuck has done some amazing things. He has uh, in, both in his positions, but even he just has consistently lived out building peace and bringing people together. And I've seen it. We, you know, Chuck's a friend of mine. We've I've seen him um, bring people together across different agencies across our state for a long time. He worked at the Governor Jan Bruce Arizona Serves Initiative. Uh, you founder of the Arizona Children's Heart Gallery, uh, which that's also a way. What, tell me what that is. That that's a way to highlight children that are languishing in the foster care system. Uh, help them find forever loving homes. Oh, fantastic! That's awesome. It's awesome. And you I also, I think I met you at the Arizona Faith Council. Uh, we've spent time there, and the West Valley Human Services Alliances. This guy has just been had been a steady force. Uh, in engaging in peace, and and while we're at it, you're you also lead the annual Pursuing Peace conference. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that's right. So this is the fourth year, September seventeenth. We'll have a hybrid event. It'll be on Zoom and also in Peoria. And the idea is to bring people together to talk about different aspects of peace. Okay. So this year we're talking about what does peace look like in the home. Are you a good? Are you a, a peacemaker oh, at home? Peacemaker in the home. Yes. I like and that. What does that look like? How do we get? Uh, more peaceful outcomes out of our homes. Right now we see teen suicide skyrocketing. We see all sorts of bullying Mm -hmm. in schools and uh, child abuse is up. All those sort of things happen in the home. And so how can we be better peacemakers at home? We have a a list of speakers. We have the the head of the uh, National Fatherhood Initiative. We have have someone who... um, uh, uh, runs the the woman who runs First Things First here in Arizona can talk about wow. early childhood development. Um, so we have six speakers. It's going to be kind of like a TEDx event okay. where speakers come in and and, and give thirty minute talks on their nice. area of expertise. But it's all about how do we ha- how do we create more peaceful outcomes in our homes. Love it. So I I'm in the middle of Zoom burnout. So I would love to be there in person if I can. Maybe okay. maybe we could do a, 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 a event where we record the show from the conference. Oh, there we go. I love I yeah, that promote would be, it. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, pursuingpeace.org. Pursuingpeace.org. Yeah. Okay. So we've been uh, – if you were able to listen to the last episode, um, we're continuing that discussion of the seven ways of the peacemaker. And uh, so we, we talked about believing it's possible and having the right orientation and, and possibility. Uh, number two is starting with ourself. Uh, and then number three, the idea of just presence and showing up and being there in person uh, with with the other to really, if we're going to see peace peace happen, we have to be there. Yeah, that's right. And I'd like to let all of your listeners know that uh, we're inviting them to be better peacemakers. Okay. That's what this is about. Okay. All right. We're all, yeah, including yes. myself. We, yeah, can all all grow, we can all grow. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, for sure. 
I'm amazed what comes out of myself sometimes. <laughs> it's like, oh, where did that come yeah, from? Did I say that? <laughs> did I say that? So I, we, I have growth. God is still working on me too. So, um, so now we're at number four. And why don't you tell it? What is number point number four? Well, one of the things that I've noticed is that uh, people like me more when I when I'm not talking. Uh, it's okay. when I'm listening to them when they get to tell their story. Interesting. When they get to give their perspective. Uh-huh. And everybody likes to talk about themselves. Yeah. Mo- most, <laughs> most people. people. Yeah. Most, most people. And so if you give them the opportunity to do that, uh, I, I think you'll I think you'll feel the relationship better. I, I don't know how else to say it right. other, other than if you're always talking, um, that relationship probably isn't what you think it is. Mm-hmm. You need to listen a little bit too. So I talk about I talk about listening quite a bit. Uh, you know, listening not to respond, but listening to understand. Okay. Uh, you know, if if I'm talking now, you're going okay. I'm going to say this next to Chuck, right? Right. Uh, no, that's not it. You you really need to understand my story, right? And so treating people like that builds that connection I was talking about in the last episode, that connection, and it builds empathy, and that's what brings interrelational peace. Mm. And, and it's tough to do if you're not listening. And sometimes it takes a while. You know, it's not one conversation. Right. Um, so you, right. Got, you have to be patient in your relationships, too. Uh, what, what's going on in your teenager's life that you don't know about, right? Um, you're not going to find out by talking. Right, right, right. Now, they may not talk well, either. That's well, when I was your age, or else. <laughs> I stuck in it out in school. I didn't do, wasn't on my phone all day. Right. Yeah, exactly. Do my, yeah. Exactly. So so that's really, um, I think that's really important. Develop a, a, the skill of listening, act, active listening. You can find out all sorts of information online about it. I'm not going to talk about it now, but it's called active listening. And I'll tell you, the, the pe- person sitting across from you, um, they'll like you more. <laughs> because, right, right. Because they get to be part of the conversation, right? And right. it is a conversation. So I call it, I call it the fifteen minute challenge. Uh, when I talk about listening, it go start sometime this week, engage in a conversation for fifteen minutes, and never talk about yourself. Just listen. Just start. And that's a start. That's an e- that could be a very high bar. It could be a very low bar, depending on the person. But I usually just do that just to get, get the ball rolling. See if you can do it. Some, for some people, it's really easy. Some people, it's like death. Yes. I know, uh, we all know people like this. Yeah. They'll ask you, how was your weekend so they can tell you about theirs. Yep. Right? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you take a breath, they've got their script all laid yeah. out. That's, that's a little awkward, right? And So don't be that person. Right. Or we, might, we want to be connect with them so we'll share a story similar right. to our, that they've shared. Right. Oh, you you were in school at that at, in sixth grade. Oh, oh, it reminds me in my sixth grade. You're trying to connect. That's right. Some common humanity. It's yeah. not necessarily bad mode, but you've just shut down listening, right? Right. Yeah, that's the key. Of course, you can talk. You should talk. It sure. should be a conversation, right? Uh, but are you listening? Are you and, listening? And many times, again, where I work at the House of Representatives, yeah. uh, there are people talking over each other. They have no idea what the other yeah. person just said. Yeah, and I, that's a problem. I think that's a problem with all the discourse uh, issues we have in our society. I tuned out a lot of sources just because that was the framework for it. Wasn't you, no one was really listening, right? And so I just tuned that out. So how do you build interpersonal peace? You listen. You listen. Yeah. You listen. Yeah. Good. Okay. okay. Number five. Yeah. The next thing that uh, that I talk about, and I, I mentioned a little bit about this uh, in the last episode, is this idea of empathy and. Empathy is where you really understand what the other person is feeling. 
uh, what they're been, th- what they what they've been through, what they're going through. It 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 doesn't mean you pity them or anything like that. It just means that oh, now I get it. Now I now I see how that works. And the, there's there's really two ways that I found uh, to, that are really effective for doing this. I mentioned one before, and that's this idea of connection. You have to be present to be able to do that. But I think another way that you can do that is just by being kind. Kind, okay. Just by being kind. We, maybe you've seen this in parks. There's a bench that has a kind written on the back right. of the bench or something like that. Just being kind with people, uh, whether it's driving whether it's in in the store in line, right? Uh, you know, paying for the f- food for the person behind you in the right. drive-through, whatever it is, just be kind. Um, and and I think with that comes gentleness. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, n- you're not there to to prove a point. You're there to understand. That's what empathy is about. How do I understand? And when the understanding's there, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that the relationship's different. A great example of that is. I'm real involved in Rotary, and I think uh, I think we've talked about that before. And one of the programs we have is we send students abroad to study for a year. Oh, right, fantastic! And, and the goal of of that program is if if, for instance, every student in high school spent a year abroad, mm-hmm. just dream of that, right? Yes. Would there be any more wars? Yeah. Right. Right. Because they they understand the other culture now. They they get it. They go, oh, now I understand. Mm. And so. Uh, that's that's a place where they've spent time together, they've connected, and now they say, "Oh, now I see. Now I know what's going on." Mm. That's why you guys drink wine with the, at lunch. No, right. no. <laughs> that's right. That's but what, right. Whatever it is, whatever it is. Right. Uh, that, so empathy, I think, is is definitely a key to peace. And so, knowledge. What's the difference between like knowledge of understanding and like real empathy? How to, how do you frame that in your mind? Well, I go back to the story of the refugee where uh, we had dinner with him mm-hmm. in his home with his family. Is He had told me all about what he was going through, right? right? I had the story. I could recite the story to somebody else. I knew where all the refugee camps were. I knew his parents were murdered, mm. all that sort of thing. Mm. But until I sat there with his children and, and had a meal, it never really hit. Mm. There's just something about being in the soup, so to yeah, speak, right. just being in the mix. Right. When you do that, it's like, oh, this comes to life now. He's got children. They're right, right. here, right? It, right? He didn't tell me any more of a story, but I understood his story better when I saw the family. So mm. I, I don't know if that gets at what you were asking, but a light kind of came on for me then. It's like you can study facts all you want. Right. I can recite facts, and people do it on Facebook all the time. Right. right? How many votes were this? How many votes right. were that? And all, the, all that sort of thing. But until you're in it. I don't think you really understand what's going on. Right. I don't think you have the empathy yet. You have the knowledge. Right. But you don't have the empathy. And, and that comes through that connection. And that's that's a good self-awareness to have that because you the, know the difference between like I might think I know about a certain circumstance or a people group or, or the homeless. Right. Or – Well, that's a great example yeah. there, Jonathan. If – if you um, if if you look at a homeless person on on the bus stop bench with their cart full of stuff and go, why doesn't that guy get a job? You haven't spent time around homeless people, right? Yeah, you don't understand what's going. on. You don't on. understand what's going on. That's right. Yep. There's yep. a big difference between that head knowledge of that guy's littering or that guy's whatever, right? Uh, versus you have any idea what that guy's going through? He just right. lost everything, right? You know, so uh, but you don't get that from a distance. No, you got to be connected. Yeah. To that. I was in a discussion with a friend, and um, 
they were talking about like this guy, bad, some bad guy in Iran that had done something, and they they're like, oh, just go bomb him, right? And I'm like, I've had Iranian families in my home. Our kids have played together, and I envisioned my friend holding my nine month old daughter, my ir- dear Iranian friend, right, um, being living next door to that guy who was we were just we so casually want to bomb. You know, like it's like, and so by having that's that's a way to get to this this you know big piece, right? This international piece is we got to understand each other, and you can't understand each other if you're not talking to each other. Yeah, you know, if you're just screaming at each other or shooting or dropping bombs (laughs) or sending drones in over each other, exactly, that's not going to get it. Not going to get it done. No, yeah, Yeah, I know. I I probably shouldn't. I I I jumped international. I've met a lot of. That's okay. (laughs) These things are so intertwined. They are intertwined. Uh, The key message is it starts from within you and it flows out through your peace radius Mm -hmm. that I talked about last Mm -hmm. time, you know, which is the area around you, the people around you. Mm -hmm. And it flows from there and it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. It keeps flowing out. So whatever you're, whatever you have in you that you're sending out, is it, is it a plus or a minus? Right. Right? Yeah. Are you helping or hurting? Right. What, what, what's the deal? Um, and yeah, you, you need to have some self awareness and self reflection, and it's easy. It really is easy. <laughs> That's right. It's fun, you know. So, <laughs> if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn. We have Chuck Fitzgerald in studio, and we're talking uh, through the seven ways of the, of a peace of the peacemaker, and uh, just a great discussion. So now we get into number six. It's just a small little point. Yeah, it's a little small, point. Just a tiny little thing. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite words. Um, not, but it is, <laughs> it is, and that's humility. Humility. Yeah, and I I heard a great definition of uh, humility, and that is knowing who God is, and you're not. And you're, and you're not. not. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're not God. Uh, so, you know. Humility means a, a lot of different things in this. It doesn't mean that it's up to you to go fix the world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you have all the answers. Um, and, you know, the other person doesn't either. But how you approach things makes all the difference in the world. If humility doesn't mean you play stupid, it doesn't mean, oh, I don't know anything. No, it's not that at all. It just means you you go with a peaceful attitude, mm. you know. And I don't, want, I don't want to jump too far ahead here because we got one after this, right. so, you know. But with a with a loving attitude, a godly attitude, um, and it, it's received way differently, right? Mm. I, I I don't know what else to say about it other than it's um, it kind of goes into this this fourth area of peace I mentioned on the, f- the first one of having peace with God, mm-hmm. and, you know, and having peace with God. There's a little bit of this surrender of having to be right, the surrender. Of, I, I always have to, I, I have to pass that car before my exit, <laughs> you know, whatever right, it right. is. Let some of that stuff go. Right. So that surrender is part of humility, knowing mm. knowing that that stuff isn't really all that important, and so we end up majoring in the minors. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> that's at least that's what it feels like. And so, um, you know, with with that humility, there, I think there's a sense of obedience also that that's that is our role as as people of faith mm. is uh, you know we're we're kind of we're told the, the best way to live we we were shown yeah. an example yeah. right are we obedient to that uh, that's part of humility so right that's humility in action is the obedient part Obe- right, <laughs> right. Okay. yes right right so um i, I so, don't know so Go many ahead. people think if they like confidence and so they think that somehow humility is lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. 
or you know, we want someone who's confident, going to get it done, and you know, capacity, take charge, take leadership. So, how does humility fit into that idea? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel very confident in my work and in, yeah. in, in what I do. I think I've been trained up just for a season like this, right? right? Yeah, uh, can... but I'm also very humble in that I know it was none of my own doing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Very, it was very little of my own doing. Mm-hmm. And another thing that happens at the House of Representatives that's kind of fun is is there's a debate going on out in the chamber floor, and you can see the lines moving up people's <laughs> faces. They're getting hot under the collar, and, mm-hmm. and but but I'm out there with them. And so uh, they may come back to kind of where I am in the room, and you, they're pacing and they're upset. What I'll say to them is, whatever you're thinking, why don't you just run it by me first, and I'll let you know how it sounds. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> right. Okay. And they do. Really? They okay. They do, right? And, and, and one of the things I tell them is, that was a great show of humility to be able to do that. Oh. You know, so it's a, it's a ministry of mine, too, to right. be able to talk to these people like that. And I think it is when you kind of lay things down a little bit mm-hmm. and say, okay, I don't, you know, the, as the saying goes, I'm going to die on a hill someday, but it's not that hill and it's not today. Right, right. right. It's, it's knowing that. You can be confident, but no, this isn't, this is, I shouldn't push. Not this. every hill is a no, hill to die on. No, no, exactly not. Right. Or exactly it's, right. I'm, yeah, not, sure, I, I'm yeah. not sure what I meant there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm tracking with yeah. you. With yeah, okay, we're we're right. connecting. Excellent. So, and you you tie humility in with the idea of respect. How does that fit in? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I haven't put those two together. Yeah, all these things kind of jumbled together in my head. So I'm not sure exactly why I did that, but I believe um, it, this goes back to to something I said earlier too. Is I treat everybody like they're the speaker of the house. Okay. Yeah. It, is this respect, and it, it, it and it's me kind of putting myself in second place to the other person, right? Regardless of who the person is. Where it's a security guard, someone who works in housekeeping, whoever it is, doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to treat them with that respect. Right. And, and I, I kind of step back from my position of power, if you will, yeah. there. Uh, and they can see that. Right. Because of the way I treat them. Yeah. And so they can see I'm, I'm, I'm coming to them a little bit humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though they know I'm the boss. Right. And I have a lot of confidence in, right. in what I think they sure. should do. Yeah. Uh, but, but it changes the relationship. Yeah. It changes the dynamic immensely. So that's kind of where that came from, is me thinking about how, how, how I try to practice my humility at work. Mm. And, and it's this idea of just kind of stepping back a little bit in my, in my pride and my, you know, my shoulders, you know, my chest out and all that stuff. Just kind of in, come in a little bit softer and understand that this is also a child of God I'm talking to. Yes, right. 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 Uh, and he's watching. Appointed by God for a role. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> So that brings us to our final point. It's yeah. a bit – it's the the icing on the cake, yeah. right? Or uh, without it, we, we, we're, all, we're all missing everything. So yeah, It's everything. It, yeah. It, it's everything. It's not just peace. It's everything, and that's love. Mm-hmm. And, and, and love is all about your posture. Posture. Your posture towards something. Okay. You know, um, when I was in college, I had a professor. He, he explained love as being – um, willing the benefit of another with no, with with no um, ex- expectations. Should have returned. Okay. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So willing the benefit of another, w- w- actively willing the benefit of the other without any expectation of return. That's okay, right. I like that. Yeah. So like that's that. what he called love, and I thought, well, that's that seems like a little sterile, and right, <laughs> it leaves out all the cuddly yeah. stuff too. But but if you read through the scripture with that in mind, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. You know, right. it, it is it is about the other person. It is. It is about the person beat up on the side of the road. It, it is 
the teenager locked in their room because you don't have a conversation you can't have a conversation with them mm-hmm. what whatever it is and so it it goes it, it goes back to this idea of i can't be offended you can't offend me i've already decided right. love's a decision right. i've decided i'm loving yeah right <laughs> that's right <laughs> sorry it didn't work i'm yeah. not offended um i've i've already decided ahead of time i'm forgiving yeah you know whatever happens i'm going to forgive you you know, I've already kind of made up that mind. That's all part of the love. And so when we talk about peace, when we talk about inner peace, inner relational peace, you know, with that's with other people, it's all about that. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it's about that. I, I don't know if, if, if love is – love is probably the answer to the international peace too right. that we're not yes. talking about here. Right. But – but I, I can't see that. That's, yeah. that's a different kind of love. I'm going to leave mm-hmm. that up to the man for that. Right, right. But uh, in my world, in my peace radius, if I don't have love coming out, none of this works. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if, if, I don't, if I don't actively will the benefit of another and expect right. nothing in return, it just doesn't work. Yeah, wow. And all these feed into love, don't they? They really do. Uh, I mean, all, all the other six points – they all make it so that love is possible. You can't, yeah. and and if you lo- you you start skipping out on ourself, owning ourselves, what our own responsibility, our presence, our listening, our, our empathy, and our even our humility, we just can't have. We can't be loving. Right. Is that is that a fair assessment? Uh, that, that's more than fair. That's more than uh, fair. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's it's tough to be a loving person and not show humility. Right. What is an example to you that keeps coming to mind? Like this is why I'm involved in peacemaking. Well, I wish you had given me that question in advance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have. <laughs> well, um, I I've been in my current position at work for under four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the job was never posted. I never looked for it. I I, I wasn't looking for a job. All all these things opened up. And I said yes, mm-hmm. right? Um, I can look back now and know that I, the reason I did that is I had been prepared up through, all, through my peacemaking journey, right, through all the, the books I've read on it, all the stuff yes. I've done on it, to be the right person for that task at this time. And mm-hmm. God knew that. Yeah. He had trained me up. When I interview, interviewed for the job, the two people that interviewed me had no idea what the job was. All right. <laughs> okay. so, so they say, do you have any questions? I said, yeah, can you tell me a little bit about the job? Yeah. And, and the current Speaker of the House at that time, here's what he said. He said, I can't, but I can tell you we need more peacemakers like you here at the House. Wow. And I said, I accept. <laughs> I right. Mean, I was undone at that point. Wow. He used my word. I'd never used that word with yeah. him. And so it, w- it was a God thing, really. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've been on this journey. I've, I've worked on it in my own personal life my peace mm. radius i try to take really good care of that right right um and i think this is how it shows up i think you step into god's will mm. right when when you when you're clicking on those those engines when you when you're humble when you love when you you're patient right. when you listen i think that's what god wants out of us right yeah and i think you're you're walking in his will then that's how i feel is what what's happened to me so you you asked that question am i willing to be and you're at, you've an instrument of peace. Mm-hmm. You are you to be used by God wherever He places me in my my peace radius, mm-hmm. where He places me, mm-hmm. to be a vehicle to bring the peace of God to any situation that I'm in front of. That's right. And don't worry about the other stuff I haven't brought to you yet. Right. That's I'll give That's, that to somebody right. else. Yeah. Right. Don't stress over that. You do what I've given you. What's 
as Mother Teresa says, do what's in front of you, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> and right. I, and I put you there because I want you to do what's in front of you. Chuck, this is it's hard to beat this kind of conversation. It's so valuable. It's so helpful. And I like it because this is where the rubber meets the road. Uh, it's both inspiring and challenging. Uh, and I hope that uh, our listeners can – can look over these last two episodes and say, "What, God, what do you want for me? What am I supposed to do? Um, and at, pray, seek the Lord, go to his word, and see where he wants us to take that role in being an instrument and vessel for the peace, the shalom that God wants to bring into this world. Uh, thank you again for an inspiring conversation. And uh, look, also looking forward to that upcoming peace conference. When is it again? September 17th, pursuingpeace.org. Pursuingpeace.org. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Chuck. Thank I appreciate Jonathan. you. You're the best. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal.